Good morning, and this is your Monday edition of Finger Lakes Today, presented by DeSanto Propane. I'm Jim Sinatropi. And I'm Sydney Radka, and today we're going to take a closer look at some big changes coming to a Geneva Child Care Center. And later, Jim's going to give us a review of dinner last Friday night at Sackett's Table in Seneca Falls. But first, we want to take a look at the local weather, of course, um, to kick off the week. How are we looking? Well... Not going to be as cold as it was Friday and Saturday of the weekend. It was unbelievable, huh? Love to hear it. Um, it was. It was cold. Yeah, it was uh, the coldest weather we've seen in about a year. Now, they talk about it being like a generational, once in a generation. I don't know about hmm. that, but it was pretty pretty dang cold. Um, but for this week, today, cloudy with a high near 34. Morning showers coming to an end now across the region. North wind of 7 to 13 miles per hour. And then overnight... Dipping back below freezing, partly cloudy with a low of around 22. Tuesday, 50% chances of showers after 1 p.m., high near 46. Wow. Which is literally about over 40 degrees warmer <laughs> than the high on Friday and Saturday uh, during the day. Uh, will be breezy, south winds gusting as high as 33 miles per hour. And then on Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 42. And then rounding out the week on Thursday uh, with showers mainly after 7 a.m. A high near 50, Woo. continued breezy, and then Friday mostly cloudy with a high near 44. Be sure to check out the FingerLakes1.com local weather center for a live radar and up-to-the-minute forecast. And, uh, yeah, what a contrast. Uh, things change pretty quick. Sure does. I mean, it's hard to believe that we're going to be pushing 40 to 50 degrees higher for highs during the week this week than we were on friday last week this is my favorite time when you know that spring is like creeping in but you see all the people who feel like it's been a long winter even though it hasn't for no, us not this year there will be so many people on tuesdays and thursday i bet walking the lake in geneva and you, you sure. see people like in shorts and sweatshirts and they're just like it is a heat wave when well, it comes up to the 50-degree mark. Yeah, if you get around 50 this time of year, I mean, that would be a good winter if it never got any colder than that. But we don't think we're out of the woods yet, but certainly uh, this week is going to feel spring-like, although uh, we'll be a little windy and a little wet at times. A little excitement to look forward to, to warmer weather. Speaking of excitement, <laughs> um, this morning residents in Buffalo woke up to uh, 3.8 magnitude uh, earthquake with the epicenter located about 1.3 miles east northeast of West Seneca. So the National Weather Service reports um, that about 6:15 a.m. Eastern today, an earthquake was felt strongly by many people in the Buffalo, New York area. It's unknown yet if there's any property damage from the earthquake. Do uh, do what else we got here? Uh, Erie County. Executive Mark Polencars said he spoke with the Erie County Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Services and said a confirmed quake was felt as far north as Niagara Falls and south to Orchard Park from initial reports. He said, it felt like a car hit my house in Buffalo. I jumped out of bed despite initial reports of widespread uh, feeling the of people feeling the quake. There was... Limited reported damage. West Seneca Town Supervisor Gary Dixon stated he was not aware of any damage in the town as of 7 a.m. However, in North Buffalo, Mayor Byron Brown reported that a chimney had fallen on a car. So, um, uh. yeah, this is just breaking news this morning. An earthquake in Buffalo and not something that we 
get a lot of around here. Right, and I'm sure we'll hear more about that and we'll have more information as the day goes along. My friend texted us bright and early in the morning and said, did anybody feel that earthquake? And we all kind of were like... Your friend's from Buffalo? Yeah, my friend lives in Buffalo okay. and uh, we were all like, uh, what are you talking about? You know, it was so early. She texted us right at, right at like 6.15 and uh, her and her fiancé were wondering what it was and her fiancé came to the conclusion it was a snowplow and he has now since learned it actually was an earthquake, so... She was right and he was wrong, but interesting information for sure this morning. Also, Saturday night through away crash update. The Fisher Fire Department has provided an update on a multi-vehicle accident that shut down part of New York State Thruway near exit 45 in Victor. The Fisher Fire District responded to the New York State Thruway Saturday night for reports of a jackknife tractor trailer with three other tractor trailers and three other vehicles. Further updates from dispatch included multiple occupants in different vehicles that were trapped as well as critical patients. One of the vehicles struck the side of the tractor trailer which resulted in significant damage and entrapment to the driver and an infant. Crews worked quickly to free the patients and turn them over to EMS for transport. Wow, that's a scary picture. Well, there was a lot of uh, difficult travel conditions on Friday and Saturday, especially Friday here in the Easter fi Eastern Finger Lakes ton of lake effect snow mm -hmm. um and really brutal cold we were out on the road and uh actually had plans to go to auburn for dinner we turned around after going through montezuma uh, because you just couldn't see came back to seneca falls had dinner oh yeah friday night i was driving home after the fish fry and a few times i was like okay you know when you're like white knuckling the steering wheel it happened because that drift when i'm driving back to lions that was a little bit scary but you know we got through it yeah and then saturday um obviously when this throughway crash occurred it was just still so cold um and a lot of blowing snow so not great conditions uh but of course obviously everything cleared up now is uh just I can't get over the contrast of the weather from last week to this week but. i was happy that sunday was a little bit warmer for sure because i was worried when i was going to bring people outside if it was going to be chilly it wasn't it was nice yesterday nice enough mm -hmm. yeah uh, the geneva police department is investigating an early morning shooting that happened at a bar on seneca street early sunday morning around 1 45 a.m police received reports of shots fired on seneca street they responded finding a 33 year old geneva resident who had suffered a gunshot wound. That person was transported to an area medical facility and is expected to survive. According to police, the investigation remains active. Anyone with information regarding this incident is asked to contact the Geneva Police Department at 315-789-1111. We have some more exciting news that I want to talk about. Wegmans is rolling out a new checkout app. They're piloting a new shopping system aimed at replacing its discounted self-checkout app scan that they currently use. The grocer is testing Shopic. It's an artificial intelligence-powered frictionless shopping system in stores in Buffalo and the Rochester area. This system is consistent of a rectangular device that attaches to the top of a shopping car and has a long bar equipped with cameras and sensors. Wow, that's intense. A customer's shop and computer identifies and logs each product. So giving a running price total, making adjustments as products are added and removed. Wegmans discounted its scan app due to high theft rate and smart shopping cart system is expected to solve the issue by preventing shoplifting. 
while reading that, I just pictured, you know, there are the people that are constantly, you know, trying to scan those new self-checkout systems. But now I picture people carrying everything they can instead of using a shopping cart so they can avoid this new system. Well, they're going to have to check it out one way or another, but I think what it could hurt Wegmans in the fact that if you're checking your items as you go, you're going to see that running mm -hmm. total, and you might yeah. pull back a little bit where right. most, you know, I know when I go shopping, grocery shopping, I'm putting stuff in the cart, putting stuff in the cart, and then I get to the checkout, and they ring that up, and it's about, you know, $100 yeah. more than I thought it was going to be, so... Uh, I don't know how that will work in terms of uh, the you know amount of money people will spend when they go shopping. But I also know that, uh, for instance, uh, Amazon had been experimenting with stores where you just basically go in and walk out with what you have, and it just ch it charges you. It yeah. just knows. Yeah, it's crazy world we live in. And it's funny you say that. Like, I'm the complete opposite. I think I would like it because I like to total up and see where I'm at. I like to always have an idea like, all right, I got to go get these things. I got to. It doesn't always happen, obviously, but if the cart's doing it for me, I think that's kind of cool. I feel like I just look down and be like, all right, you know, I'm doing Do you doing use good. the self-checkout now? Yes, I love self-checkout. I had to use at Walmart just the other day an actual person checking me out. And I was like, I don't think I've done this in probably nine months like I'm always going to the self-checkout hmm. I'm not that person though that has like a hundred items and decides to still go to the self-checkout because remember at one point it was one to 15 items or less that right. was what uh, it was for I, I use the self-checkout at Walmart I usually don't get a ton of stuff but at Wegmans I like to go through with some yeah animation. I do notice that actually at Wegmans I don't usually use the self-checkout I wonder why that is I don't know it's just too much there's a lot of stuff they bag, bag it for you Aldi's, um, I've always, you know, they don't have it. So I uh, watch them go so fast. It's crazy. It's crazy. It'll be interesting to see for sure. I can't wait to hear more about that. Also this morning, the village of Penyan is replacing its water main system on Main Street from Elm to Clinton in an ongoing effort to update its aging infrastructure. The project will be divided into two phases, beginning with Elm Street to Maiden Lane. The road will be closed for the first phase, which is expected to last four to six weeks. However, the road will be open for through traffic during weekends. NYSEG will also replace the gas mains within the sidewalk during the first phase. The second phase from Maiden Lane to Clinton Street will not require a full road closure and will be open to one lane of traffic. The entire project is expected to be completed in six to eight weeks starting in April. Updates on the project can be found on the Village of Penyan Department of Public Works Facebook page and website. Beautiful. And on the other side of this break, we're going to take a look at some big changes that are coming to the Geneva Lakefront Child Care Center. So stay tuned. Oh, 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 oh,
DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. That's 80 years that DeSanto Propane has been servicing the community. DeSanto Propane is four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business, which is why everyone recommends DeSanto Propane. Choose DeSanto today and see why for 80 years, DeSanto Propane has been heating the community with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com or call toll-free 1-800-752-4574 and like DeSanto Propane on Facebook for more tips and info today. DeSanto is celebrating 80 years and there's never been a better time to switch to propane to fuel your entire house. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, DeSanto. Since 1937, the difference has been DeSanto Propane. Dr. Jeffrey Halstead has been Canandaigua's hometown dentist for more than 35 years. Canandaigua Dentistry offers routine dental care, as well as cosmetic dentistry, implants, and dentures from a highly trained, experienced staff. A proud supporter of local veteran organizations, Canandaigua Dentistry offers veteran and senior discounts, as well as an in-house dental membership program for people without insurance. Dr. Halstead and Canandaigua Dentistry is committed to providing you with personal, professional care. Whether you are searching for a family dentist or a cosmetic dentist, the Canandaigua Dentistry team promises to go the extra smile for you. Stop by the office located at 3240 Middle Cheshire Road in Canandaigua or call 585-394-5230 to talk with the team today. Visit www.canandaiguadentistry.com to learn more and find them on Facebook and Instagram too. Today's program is brought to you thanks to support from Chichino's Pizzeria and Restaurant. Live, laugh, and eat well. It's the Italian way. It's the Chichino's way. Auburn Auto Group. Experience the difference at auburnautogroup.com. Finger Lakes Partners. Insurance for your life, home, auto, and future. Get a free quote at fingerlakesinsurance.com. Little John and Barbie Orthodontics. Celebrating over 40 years. Visit them online at littlejohnortho.com. Upstate Fiber Networks. Fast and reliable fiber internet straight to your home. Check for availability in your area at upstatefibernetworks.com. Midday Miris and Ricky, your hometown personal injury attorneys. Get a free consultation at midaymirisricky.com. And welcome back inside the FingerLakes1.com studios for your Monday morning edition of Finger Lakes Today. Warmer weather on tap here in the Finger Lakes this week ahead as opposed to this past weekend which was uh you know we're talking 50 degree difference hmm. almost so uh the geneva lakefront child care center has been around for more than 30 years it's the largest in geneva and has capacity for more than 100 kids now it has a new leader and recently its board of directors approved a wage increase for staff and our rebecca swift caught up with that team that makes one of the most essential services in geneva possible for this conversation check it out What's going on at the Geneva Lakefront Child Care Center? Uh, the two, two biggest things that happened recently is that we hired a new uh, executive director, Alana. We're very excited um, to have join us. Um, additionally, the board of directors approved a wage increase that started in January for staff. Uh, wages are going up anyways as a minimum wage. Child care has historically had Unfortunately, it's a very important job taking care of the littles, um, you know, people's beloved children. 
um, but it's an underpaid profession. So people are really doing it because they love it and because they love kids. But, you know, this is a, you know, for every industry, it's very competitive for hiring people. So it just made the general like situation of childcare being underpaid um, and less competitive in comparison to other jobs. Um, it's the current labor shortage has made that a bigger challenge. So the experience that we're having is not unique in childcare, but it has definitely been retaining and recruiting staff has been an issue. So minimum wage has gone up. So, you know, like everyone was getting a pay bump at the start of uh, January, but we wanted to, you know, reward the staff that are already with us and also to be more competitive and recruiting staff. So we did raise, um, generally everyone's wages are at least a dollar above minimum wage for folks who've been at the center for longer or for folks that have uh, a leadership role that's different than just being a, a, you know, a regular teacher, um, their pay might be higher, but that's something the board did because we want to make sure that we have enough staff because we can't operate at full capacity and fill all the slots that we have available in terms of the capacity of the building unless we have the staff. There's government regulations. We have to have a certain ratio between teachers in the classroom in order to be in compliance with our with our regulations from the Office of Children and Family Services. So that's why we raise our, our wages. And do you want to add on to that, Alana? Um, yeah, so that's where um, I come in. My, um, my passion is not only just working with children, but also educating um, adults in, in this field. So um, hiring and training the staff um, so that we have the staff that is one qualified, but also um, who are passionate and teachable um, to run this, uh, to run the daycare center so that our littles are safe and that people do feel safe um, with their children coming here. Um, so yeah, so that's what I've been focused on is making sure that we get the staff in here um, that is well qualified, but also passionate. And if they're not qualified um, right off the bat, then making sure that they have all the support that they need to get qualified and um, be supported by me. So now what qualifications do you need to have? I mean, can you just have like a, do you need like a bachelor's degree, but you do you have to have something in childcare? What if you just like kids and you wanna work with kids and you have a degree in something else, you know? How does it work? Yeah, so um, so through our, regu our regulators, there are guidelines um, specifically for lead teachers. You um, need to have some sort of degree um, in early childhood education, um, whether that be um, a couple of college courses that are approved by OCFS. Um, if you have a bachelor's degree, great. Then it's <laughs> then you don't need anything extra approved by OCFS. Um, you can have a CDA, um, which is also, it's a, a credential uh, training courses through for five months. Um, and, um, and there's an evalu evaluation to make sure that you got, um, to make sure that you, you uh, retain the information that they, um, they have uh, taught you throughout the course. Um, and then you, uh, you have to renew that I believe once or uh, once or twice a year um, to be a lead teacher. To be an assistant, you don't need um, you don't need a big credential. You uh, 
uh, just need to be a high school uh, high school grad, but prefer to you know have some college on your belt if you need. But ideally, the assistants would learn from the lead teachers, um, and then um, in our case, we do have some people who may not have their um, have um, uh, um, a college degree or anything like that, but they've been here for 15 plus years um, through OCFS. There is um, somewhat of a a loophole where um, as long as it is approved by um, OCFS uh, regional manager, then they are able to um, start a CDA program and um, uh, become a lead teacher based off of their experience with through the organization. Now, the Geneva Lakefront Child Care Center, how many children can you accept? Um, I believe over 100 students. Um, Right now, we try to keep two, two staff in each room, and the ratio in each room is pretty different. With infants, it's like it's one to three or four. Um, with um, toddlers, it's one to five. Uh, uh, preschool, pre, pre-K is one to eight, and uh, school age is one to 10. So we definitely need to be staffed in order to um, house uh, the need of the community. So. Um, I believe it's uh, over 100. I'm not sure on the the exact number. It's challenging for parents to find daycares, right? Child cares. Um, why is that? It's the lack of supply for people to find child care, and it's only been exacerbated. Um, so there's a nonprofit based in Rochester called the Children's Agenda. Um, so as I was preparing the press release, you know, I did some research about like, well, what's like the current status in Ontario County um, was not unique, but because of COVID, um, some daycare shut down. So, this, so the supply um, of childcare slots in Ontario County has decreased. And that's a story for, you know, throughout New York State. Um, so that might be something you might want to look at in your reporting. And so that you know, so it's like, we, we've got like two shortages, we've got shortages of people to work. And so, you know, this isn't something where automation solves the problem. Like we don't, you know, it's like, it's a very human intensive, like, you know, it's like our biggest expenditure is the people that we hire, you know, to care for and, you know, to be caring with children. And so like, I definitely feel as a, you know, board member for this center, I feel like a deep responsibility to the community about making sure that we have as many children enrolled, but we're not full capacity because of the, the staffing challenges. So there's a lack of childcare staff. It's gotten worse because of the pandemic. And we know we're part of the problem because we're not full capacity because we're not able to hire all of the staff that we could, that we need to hire to be able to have that full capacity, you know, and to have like every slot filled. Um, you know, we have people on the wait, you know, waiting list, you know, um, and this was before the pandemic, but my own son went to Lakefront Center until he went started kindergarten this year, and there wasn't a slot available for him as an infant. So he wasn't he didn't enroll until he was able to be in the next thing, which is called Wobblers, when he was 11 months old. So I wasn't able to get into the center. I was on a waiting list. I remember that feeling of just like cobbling together care for the first year of his life and like being stressed out about it. So I like you know it's not like I I haven't forgotten like you know, the struggle and I'm very much like, you know, you know, being in this role, like trying to help 
the families that are still on the waiting list that are struggling to get care because I've been there and you know that's part of the reason why we raised the wages to we're hoping that like you know besides having an awesome culture um and I think that that culture is only going to get um is going to be deepened um you know with Alana coming on board as our new director but we also know that it comes down to you know people can have their choice um, and so we know that, and so that's why we also have our, our wages with other options we'll have. You know, so, so uh, does you, do you pay more than minimum wage? Yeah. Yes. Yep. The only, uh, sorry. The only um, people who wouldn't make minimum wage are like, if they don't, if they haven't had, or who would only make minimum wage, um, and we try to go up at least 50 cents above that if we can. Um, our young uh, people who don't have any experience at all, but have a passion for the work and start at very entry level um, positions such as like uh, float, uh, floater, newly named program assistants. So um, just positions like that that are part-time. Um, but as of right now, even the floaters make more than minimum. And we need average persons, I think there was one person who, because of their um, social security benefits, didn't want to have a, a raise. Like, you know, that was actually a voluntary uh, choice on, on their part um, because they didn't want to jeopardize their benefits with the part-time job, but everyone else had their wages raised in January. And, uh, you know, people who start with us would be generally, unless there was an exception, you know, like I was like being very, very new to the field. Like the idea is that we, we want to be um, competitive because you know, childcare has its stresses, you know, it's like kids aren't always easy. And so we know that like people might think that it's easier to go work in retail um, or work in the service industry. And so that's why like, you know, we want people to want to come work for us, um, you know, that they're having, they're being compensated, you know, above the market rate. And also that they know that we're, uh, you know, a really good place to work. We do provide um, paid time off, which I don't know if every childcare center does um but that and i think is also attractive so anyways we just you know we want people to know that we're a great place to work but also like besides like a good workplace culture um and they're gonna be treated fairly and you know and warmly that you'll also be paid better than what the childcare industry has historically offered and um what else were some of the things that were on the release Alana, do you want to talk about, um, you know, one thing that I was excited about hiring Alana is that she's born and bred in Geneva. Um, Alana, do you want to talk a little bit about your background? You know, like, you know, you've been, you've worked, you know, like you've worked in, you know, in childcare in Geneva, you've like gone to every school in Geneva. Um, yeah. so a little bit. Of course, I got that. Um, well, born and raised Geneva, New York. I uh, graduated from um, Geneva High in 2010. I graduated from Hobart and William Smith Colleges in 2014. Um, I worked at the local after-school program, Boys and Girls Club, um, right out of right out of college because I just felt like I needed to. I did my AmeriCorps program through there, um, and I kind of worked my way up through that program um, from uh, from recreation coordinator to uh, site supervisor and then um, exec, uh, assistant executive director. Um, uh, in that time, I did move away. I worked uh, at the Boys and Girls Club out in Seattle, Washington um, for, for a year. And then I also worked at a YMCA 
which was housed in um, one of the local schools out in Seattle as well. Um, and moved back home, was offered the assistant executive director position at the center. Um, uh, and really my, my passion lies with the community and working with the youth in Geneva. Um, I like to be with the, be the change I wish to see in the world. So um, being the uh, role model that um, I didn't have when I was a kid. Um, so that is what kind of rooted my uh, passion for working with youth in general. Um, and then um, as I grew up, I realized that uh, the support is uh, that the youth weren't the only ones who needed support. <clears throat> the, um, ch children from zero to zero to um, zero to 12 also needed uh, needed support, but also adults who um, love working in this field um, need support as well. Um, I saw many ways in which I um, I wish that I had uh, a director like myself, you know, um, someone who would listen and uh, feels where I could feel supported and I wanted to be that for um, employees um, because learning doesn't stop. Learning doesn't stop after you graduate or um, or after you complete a course, it's continual. So um, remembering that and remembering that adults are not perfect. Um, and as long as you're teachable, I'm here, I'm here to teach. <laughs> um, and uh, I came across this job because I felt like it was something that I can excel in, but it also gave me that bit of uh, healthy, bit of a healthy challenge um, that some, uh, because I'd never been an executive before, um, I have managed um, a facility before, but I'd never been the executive. So I felt like it came with challenges that I'd never, I probably wouldn't, well, I didn't face before. Um, and I'm excited to overcome those challenges, learn, um, learn from the employees here. Um, everyone has been very welcoming. Uh, so I'm just overall ecstatic and excited to even be able to um, share my expertise, but also learn from those, those in this organization. Wonderful. And um, I guess, is there anything else that you think people should know about your organization that they that they don't? Anything else that you'd like to add? Anything that I maybe should have asked you that I didn't? Um, we have programming like Taekwondo, um, you know, for the older kids. We've got um, playgrounds. We have a, a project in the works to have an infant playground. We've got materials ordered. Um, so that's that's one thing, you know, it's not just like, you know, the building that people drive by, you know, there's like you no know, fun opportunities. Um, we also, Alana has also started having once a month, having a, um, it's the first Friday of the month, right? Uh, the, la the last Friday of the month, um, family fun nights, um, where the, they're little fundraisers. Um, we open them up to the community. Um, while the dark, while it still gets dark pretty early, we've been doing movie nights. Um, and the kids can come listen. It, we usually play a, mus uh, a musical that the kids are familiar with that they can sing and dance to. Um, we had our first one in January and it was a blast. <laughs> the kids <laughs> were off the walls, but they loved it. Um, so we try to do, uh, we're working on doing those every month, but we also um, combine that with our moving, uh, moving up day. So as, as the kids get older, them move up to the next stage in the program 
Um, so like our waddlers, once they turn 18 months, they'll move up to toddlers and uh, growth and de development and also give parents a kid to, you know, hang up on the wall and be proud of and experience them early on uh, before they, you know, graduate from high school or college and so on. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, we are looking for new volunteers for our board of directors. Um, so we're always looking for new uh, energy. Um, you know, the in the history of the daycare center, like for example, the city of Geneva um, in our regulations, we have to appoint a, you know, a, a member. So like a city employee is always a member, um, but we're always looking for new ideas. And, you know, childcare is just a, in a challenging spot right now because of the labor market um, and the fact that there's fewer providers. And so, you know, this is one of those situations people want to like dig in and volunteer and like work on, you know, and have, you know, brainstorms and have ideas. Like, you know, anyways, we're looking, we're always looking for folks who might want to join us. Um, and I will, after the interview, I'll send you the press release that has like all the things we talked about. Um, and it has information about um, from the children's agenda, you know, like some of the kind of like the statistics I thought were very illuminating. I read every single article I see about childcare issues, and I know it's not just yeah. you know, here in the Finger Lakes, but is a, a national issue. But, you know, definitely like, you know, I mean, we're living it and trying to problem solve our way out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you also send me the link to where your hiring page is if you are looking for people that I could say if anybody wants to apply, they can apply here? Yeah. Yes, um, it's up on Indeed. I don't, um, I will email you the link yes to the um to our indeed specifically yes that would be perfect thank you so much thank you for taking interest you. in our little center we appreciate welcome back to finger lakes today we have paul russo in the studio ready to talk all things sports so let's jump into it we're getting ready for a big weekend after a quiet sports weekend of yeah. course yeah friday uh the to chip in a little bit got got stuck in Geneseo for the night travel-wise to piggyback <laughs> off of everything earlier. Uh, so Friday was an overall quiet-ish slate, turned into overall quiet weekend high school-wise. But I uh, do want to congratulate Kennedy with my Herman, 1,000-point score on the girls' side of things in their victory Friday mm -hmm. awesome. uh, over Spencerport. Chipped in 24 of her own in that game, so congratulations to Maya. I believe she's the th second or third Kennedy player. I can't remember now off the top of my head, but uh, to get this to 1,000. No, to get to 1,000 career. Oh. Uh, in, in their career for the, well, for be the Braves still, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it should be a full slate now kind of moving forward here for the week. Uh, we, Big night tonight, which yeah. is odd for Monday night because they rescheduled right. all the games that were canceled Friday night. Yeah, I mean, two of the boys' games, especially in the Finger Lakes East, they'll have some bearing here. Waterloo at Newark, Wayne at Palmack. Wayne so, Palmack, that's the big one. Yeah. Give a that's new league title implications there. Yeah, give a new definition for Big Monday, right? Talk about yep. college side, Big Monday on the high school side. And then uh, myself and Nate will be over in Wayne County for Clyde Savannah Lions girls over at the Lions That's Community That's a huge Center. game. Yeah, big, also big league-wise, but, I mean, let alone, I mean, really the rivalry takes the forefront in this one <laughs> overall. That was also rescheduled from Friday night, right? Nope, nope. This oh, was, that was originally yeah, supposed to be a Monday night game. For tonight, yeah. Wow. So we're really looking forward to that one. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I mean that also has league implications for Wayne County girls, uh, but I mean the Route 31 rivalry certainly takes center stage for that first and foremost. Yeah, Lions got knocked off track a little bit uh, with the loss to Gananda. So, mm -hmm. um, but uh, and I think uh, they beat Clyde their first time around. Yes. Yeah. So Clyde looking for some revenge and 
Um, it should be as good as Wayne County girls basketball gets tonight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been a really great year anyway for them, so this should be probably one of those icing on the cake type deals almost at this point. Well, what's today's date? The 6th, right? Yep. So we're 10 days from the end of the regular season. Pretty much. I, th I don't know. Normally, um, you know, when we see the snowstorms like this kind of late in the season. Normally 10 or they, 11 days at least. Yeah, they so. usually give an extra day sometimes every now and then. I don't know if they'll do that. If they're, if they're able to get every game rescheduled in this week from, from late last week, then maybe they don't add that last day. But I believe the hard last day, the last time I saw was next Friday the 17th, and they're mm – -hmm. I think the only day I saw games really towards the end of next week anyway was Thursday the 16th. So, yeah, I mean, we're within that 10-day window at this point. That uh, Do or die in terms of league stuff. Do or die in terms of uh, trying to get yourself positioned for sectionals. And we'll kind of try to make sense of it during the Upstate News yeah. podcast this afternoon. Sounds like a plan to me. Okay. Uh, so then moving forward to Saturday a little bit here. Syracuse 77, Boston College 68. Right the ship a little bit. Three games good to get the win. Uh, Jesse Edwards career high 27. 12 of 15 shooting. Gerard uh, fouled behind with 18, but a rough day overall shooting for him. Most of his points came from the free throw line, 9 for 9 there for him. But uh, really the main storyline became after the game for Syracuse uh, with Coach Jim Beheim uh, In an interview he did with Pete Thamel, I'm going to have to pull up the notes here because mm -hmm. I want to make sure I get everything in line and make sure I have every information paraphrased correctly or so. Um, took a page out of Nick Saban's book more or less here saying that college basketball is in a bad uh, space right now, uh, went on to claim that Wake, Forest, Pittsburgh, and Miami have all bought their teams, then threw Adam Weitzman into this by saying that my guy talks about it but doesn't, and that one guy makes 20000 on that uh, via NIL on his team. Right. I, I would assume that's mince, but either way. Uh, then claim that that's also why that we've well, seen... Well, Buddy Bayheim made some NIL right. money last year. Right, yeah. So... But And then further went on to claim uh, in the same interview that that's why we've seen Jay Wright, Coach K, and now Mike Bray all either retire or will be retiring at the end of the year in the case of Bray, and that he will make his own decision on his own future uh, and will probably be back next year. Now, since then, it's all kind of spiraled out of control a little bit. Uh, Wake Forest head coach Steve Forbes uh, refuted the claims. He said that Bayheim has reached out uh, and has since walked back his comments to himself and also Pitt. Uh, notably, also, we talk about Miami. Miami does have a billionaire booster by the name of John Ruiz. Billionaire booster. Billionaire booster, John Ruiz, who has paid $800,000 in an NIL deal to transfer guard Nigel Pack. Uh, so it should be interesting today. And then a uh, statement was released this morning by Syracuse Athletics and Jim Beheim. Just probably more about, or less what, 15 minutes ago, right? Yeah, more or less apologizing, saying that, uh, you know, he didn't mean to – Make, yada, the, yada, make yada, the claims, yeah, but right. he did mean Joe because he said it. <laughs> and, that, so. and that's my thing with it, right? Is clearly you know you don't make a claim like that unless you're, <clears throat> excuse me, old man yelling at cloud type moment, or there is some truth and you're trying to hide something of your own. Which I don't want to be that guy in this situation. He's right? not trying to hide nothing, but right. he, he we're, we're going to pay our players too, right? But my thing with this is and. College, college sports has been like this for, for years on end, since the beginning of even the NCAA and before that. But, like, there are known moments throughout history where players have been offered literal oil wells and But those were illegal at right, the time. But, now it's legal. Yeah, and that's and that's my thing. Like, I, I don't understand what why we have a problem with where it's legalized now. If you want to treat it like the Wild West or not like the Wild West, that's teach your own. But you can't complain 
in my mind, if you're Bayheim, when your own opportunity is there and you just aren't utilizing it. Well, I think he is through Weitzman, um, which... But know, he threw him under the bus. Well, I thought that was a, the strange part about it because I know they're friends. And yeah. Weitzman's also bringing in all these celebrities to the Dome game, which has to help a little bit with recruiting. But I don't even know if you call it recruiting anymore. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm with Bayheim in the, the state of college basketball is nothing like we remember it. Um, it, everything's changed. Uh, obviously the move to the ACC was a big change for Syracuse fans, which I was never a fan of. And now the whole landscape is changing where, um, kids can be paid for their name, image, and likeness. And so, like I said, I think that we're fortunate to have a guy like Adam Weitzman, who's willing to fund some of that on Syracuse's behalf. But um, yeah, I was. That's where I was confused. Is where Bayheim came off with this because we're in the process of trying to buy our team at Syracuse too. Mm. Um, so, but it's not the first. You know, you know, it would be great just to, when Bay <laughs> when Bayheim retires and has no beholding to anybody. I think he's going to come out and tell everybody exactly what he thinks about everything. Mm. Um, Man, I, I, it feels like in a way he's already kind of doing that. And, and, and that's, I think, part of this, too, at this point, is if you don't like it at this point, like, just go. I don't know what more he can. I want the, him to become the winningest coach of all time. Right. And I wish they'd restore his wins because he'd already be there. But um, I think part of it at this point is, and I, I, I don't know, like, if, if he seems as over it as he's kind of marketing himself to be, overall that like just go at this point like at this point to me as, as a fan it he's just shooting the team in in the foot at this point in my book like well they've i i don't know i um Beheim's certainly unique in the world of college basketball right now he's one of the last holdovers from the old guard mm -hmm. uh and it's one of those things that makes us a little unique at syracuse having a guy like him once he's gone, we get another coach. We're no, no different than anybody else. But I can't say I'm pleased with the performance or the way he handles his team or how stubborn he is and um, the way he manages games. Uh, but um, it's entertaining. He, there's certainly not a guy in college sports who you would look forward to watching his press conference as much as Bayheim. You never know what he's going to say. And also last week he got a lot of press for you know bullying a Syracuse student mm -hmm. reporter who asked him a question about Benny Williams and he also he didn't necessarily walk that back but he downplayed it um yeah i don't know he's how old is he 78 77 or 8 yeah yeah um he looks healthy enough though like i i could see him coaching for another 5 years like I, mean, I said, I would like the Syracuse to have the all-time winningest coach in NCAA history. That would be pretty cool. That's I don't, and I really kind of feel like in the back of his mind, that's what he's going for. And I think he also feels like he needs one more Final Four national championship run. Um, but we're nowhere near that right now. No. But with Adam Weitzman helping with recruiting, and some of the guys that are kind of in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. I could see it happening in the next uh, two to four years. I mean, it's possible, but I mean, at that point as well, we're talking about a early '80s Bayheim as well. I mean, you don't know where anybody's going to be at that point. 
I mean, nobody knows where anybody's going to be at that point, no matter your age. But, I mean, certainly as you get to that stage of age, I mean, will he even be uh, well enough to, to do those types of runs? No, I haven't at that seen point? Any, sh- any slowdown, honestly, physically from him. I think that several years ago he stepped back from um, being the main guy at practices and, you know, he started relying on his staff a lot more. Um, but as much as he frustrates me, I still feel like it's his schedule to make in terms of retirement after all he's given to the program. You know, coming in as a player 50 years ago, in uh, actually more than that now, right? Like 60 years ago? <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically speaking. And never leaving. Yeah. Never leaving. That's certainly I mean, I, I don't know. I think the, the tough part for me is the relevancy of it. And to, to, to kind of look at it from this sense, I mean, I, I wasn't alive for this stage of it. But, I mean, Bear Bryant, we can definitely play revisionist history on this and definitely look that he probably stayed a few years too long at Alabama yeah. for football and kind of caused a better part of a decade of, at minimum, mediocrity for them um, before he finally stepped down and – well, we're in the like that, so. stage right now, but um, yeah, it's tough to tell how much of that is on Beheim, how much of it is on it being more difficult for us to compete now as a northern member of a southern conference. Um, but uh, we'll see. They play Wednesday night at Florida State, yep. and he'll do a press conference after that, and <laughs> who knows what he'll be talking we'll about. Say Mad Libet. A couple other things. Uh, from sports this weekend. Kyrie Irving got traded to Dallas. Yeah, the uh, ongoing Kyrie sagas. I think we're just going to kind of call it myself and Nate. Have, Nate really dubbed him that. I'm just kind of running with it. But, yeah, troubled Nets guard or former Nets guard on his way to Dallas. and Former teammate of LeBron James. Yeah. Former Celtics. Former, uh, always looking for greener grass. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I – think if you follow me on twitter you kind of understand how i feel about him but guy's a locker room cancer so good luck to mark cuban and dallas for that and uh for the nets you get a guard who wants to play there and spencer dinwiddie and a good role player and dorian finney smith a couple first round draft picks later on down the pipeline so try and build around kevin durant now yeah who's also aging yeah yeah but at least kevin durant's you know wanting to play for the team and is out there when he's healthy enough, not, you know. Doesn't believe that John F. Kennedy's still alive. Well, I was about to say. Or I mean, that the earth is flat. I was going to say, if there's any positive in this, we know that Kyrie will be able to do his own research now in Dallas. Right. So, He'll be right down um, there. I guess we'll find out with his third eye if there was a second shooter or not. So, um, you know, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, it, the NBA trade deadlines is this Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. So it'll be interesting to kind of see, I mean, kind of the stuff that's come out of this, right? I, I don't think uh, myself, I expected to see that the Suns were willing to offer up Chris Paul for Kyrie Irving. That's kind of come out. Um, so clearly there's going to be some movement here. I don't know if we'll necessarily see Chris Paul actually at the move or anything like that at this point. Uh, but certainly I think we're looking at a lot of movement of names that I think a lot of maybe casual NBA fans recognize on the move come by, by Thursday at 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, one last thing. It's a Monday finish on the PGA Tour today. Oh. They'll be teeing off around 11 a.m. at Pebble Beach. Justin Rose has the lead, uh, about nine holes to play. Uh, so 
whatever little Monday finish on golf. Always anticlimactic. But I mean, it's Pebble Beach, so I mean, this is probably one of the more recognizable, really, events on the early season side of the calendar. Things the pro is kind of the one. Josh walk, Allen was out one, golfing on yeah. TV, um, you know, <laughs> national TV out there. Stuck a couple. I know Nate. Nate was proud of him. Yeah, right? He had a nice birdie on eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, he had a couple monster drives, and he also spun one, too, which I thought was cool. They say he's a nine handicap. I don't know if I believe that uh, after seeing him swing. You think he's better than nine? Yeah, I think so, but maybe well, with, so with, a, with it adjusted. Well, yeah. ten. Right, but with it adjusted, I guess, to Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill, I guess maybe that makes more sense. Yeah, probably. I don't know how they work that, if they use their USGA handicap or if they Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers on the gin system it. is like a three and a half. That's what I thought. So. Yeah, maybe I guess with it being adjusted. Is, what I've always said about handicaps, so as long as it's fair for everybody, then it doesn't really matter. At the I end thought of maybe he was sandbagging for the tournament. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Monday finish is too bad because there wasn't any football yesterday. The PGA Tour really had the spotlight. A lot of people tuning in to watch guys like Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers um, and Jason Bateman golf along with the pros and um, – you know, at a beautiful venue, so it was great if the tournament could have ended on Sunday because nobody's going to be watching this morning. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a tough go. I mean, yeah. it's like any sport. I mean, kind of like, you know, NASCAR gets put in the same boat whenever they have the weather delay, and it's, you know, noon, noon race kind of takes a deflate out of it when it's an event like that. So certainly feel what you guys are going through, and, um, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, I know my, my guys in my DFS lineup aren't anywhere near anywhere in the front anymore, so <laughs> – it was an awesome ride while I had it with, I think, Brian Gay and Hovland for about a hot second. So Hovland was up there for a second. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, tonight, 7.30, yeah, Lions, 7.30. Clyde Girls on Finger Lakes 1 in the Lions uh, Central School District YouTube yep. channel. Yep, spot on, yep. All right, thanks, Paul. Yeah. Beautiful. And now, of course, we can't host a show without you giving a little review. We're going to go into seconds. For your not what's cooking, but just an overall this is restaurant a review. Of our review. Trip to Sackett's table on Friday night. We originally were planning on going to Osteria Line in Auburn, and we when we got about um, halfway through Montezuma, we realized that the roads were way way too bad. So we turned around. <laughs> luckily, called uh, Chef Patrick at Sackett's table, uh-huh. got us in, um, nice and close to home. In um, nice. And here we go. Coldest night of the winter went for dinner at Sackett's Table at the foot of the bridge that inspired It's a Wonderful Life in Seneca Falls, New York. Everything's farm to table here, including the meat, which comes from right up the road at Rosencrantz Farms. You can choose the cut of steak you want right out of that butcher's case and they'll cook it perfectly. Pretty cool bar, small restaurant, you're going to want reservations. I started with a local wine at Cab Franc from Ravines, and we brought our own bottle for dinner for the table. They have a corking fee. Seasonal menu, it always changes. You're never going to know exactly what's going to be on the menu, but it's guaranteed to be something you like. Everything's great. And again, like I say, it's a small place, so you can't just walk in. Warm, fresh bread to start things off with a mustard herb butter spread. Then a bunch of appetizers that we shared, including the beet salad, the apple salad, the calamari, which is a really small order compared to what you'd expect, but really, really good. Get one last look at that calamari there. And then for the main course, this is a salmon with a pesto and some fresh vegetables underneath. This is the steak ravioli, which was unbelievable with homemade ravioli and 
pasta, and this was the Delmonico cut steak with a demi glaze, some great roasted turnips on the side of mashed potatoes, perfectly cooked to medium rare. For dessert, creme brulee, this was an orange creme brulee, and it was a great way to finish. Sackett's table, incredible talent in the kitchen, great ingredients, it's a 9 out of 10, one of my favorite places. Yeah, so you could see it was freezing on Friday night. Yeah, it looked really cold. You made a good choice, I think, too, because the food looked amazing. Yeah, it was. Uh, it never disappoints there. Um, it's a small place, so it's tough. I was surprised we could get in. Um, and they actually kind of made some accommodations, I think, to fit us in. Uh, but it's just a cool little place, formerly Antoninas, for those of us in Seneca Falls. And... Uh, Farm to table's the good thing, and like I said, a lot of talent in that kitchen. Chef Patrick and his staff really do amazing things, and we're I think we're lucky to have a place like that in Seneca Falls. I get takeout a lot from there, um, but it's uh, you know there's the wait staff and everything friendly. It's just a great little place to go right in the Sackett District of downtown Seneca Falls, and they have a market with fresh produce and some right. uh, different cheeses and dairy products in there. You saw the butcher's case, mm-hmm. um, which they make their own sausage and, you know, all locally sourced. And so like that Delmonico steak that I had for dinner, uh, I could have pick picked, it? I could have picked it, but when I ordered it, she said, would you like to pick your steak? And I said, just give me a good one. Yeah. Right. And they gave you a good one. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was great. Delicious. It was perfectly cooked. Um, and really never never had anything um bad there it's uh it's great i love like i said i gave it a nine out of ten yeah wow i didn't hear that part nine out of ten that's big for you so if you haven't been there then you should probably get there i don't know if you noticed but on the plate there with my steak there were some roasted turnips oh okay which um is something a little different that i really enjoyed yeah they do a little out of the box um menu sometimes too that i like yeah and it's all seasonal so Right. You're not always going to have the same menu. Yeah, a lot of the appetizers tend to stay the same, um, but there's always something different. You never know, but you know you're going to get something good. They always have a couple seafood options, and, of course, that butcher case full of of steak. And um, so can't go wrong. Saw some friendly faces that were also brave the cold to get out. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, like I said, it 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 was awesome. And we brought our own bottle of wine which you can do there um, and oh, crack cool. that open for dinner. So it was a nice uh, cab. I actually know what was it. It was a red wine that went well with my steak. But, <laughs> but yeah, Sackett's Table, highly recommend it. Beautiful. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going gender gonna, reveal. <laughs> to talk about a gender reveal. Your some, gender reveal. A specific well, gender a woman, reveal. But the, Whatever's growing inside of you, yes, we're going to find out. We'll have some hot takes. We're going to hear what Paul thinks about gender reveals, so stay tuned.
Welcome back inside the FingerLakes1.com studios here on a Monday morning. I'm Jim Sinecropi alongside Sydney Racka. This is Finger Lakes Today. If you're just joining us, there was an earthquake this morning in Buffalo uh, registering a magnitude of 3.8. The epicenter of the earthquake was located 1.3 miles northeast of West Seneca. Uh, no major damage reported, although there is a, a report of a chimney that fell onto a car. Uh, more will come out throughout the day today. We'll have that for you on our homepage here at FingerLakes1.com. And uh, another big thing that happened this weekend was our own Sydney here is with child. <laughs> That's right. So if you have didn't know, you do in July, right? Yes. And um, did a little gender reveal? I did. So did you know the gender before the gender reveal? I did not. How do you do that? So I had to pick out of all of my friends and family who I felt I could trust the most to not spill the secret, to order the right color, to, you know, facilitate right. the actual reveal. So I picked one of my best friends, Brittany Anderson, because so I she felt... She the only one that knew, not your The mom, whole party, nobody not knew. Not your friends, not TJ, nope. not even you. Nope. I didn't, you know, some people do it where they know and they, they explain it to, you know, show everybody the color, but I well, wanted us to all be surprised. That, um, doesn't the mother at least usually know during the gender reveal? You, yeah. I mean, it depends. You have, the mother is supposed to have intuitions and stuff about what they think it is. Did but you have intuitions? I don't even know at this point. I that think. That sounds like no then. I, I thought I did. And then I thought maybe I was wrong. And then, you know, you don't know if it's your wants that are overtaking your actual intuition. I think 99%. I was happy with whatever, you know, everybody says that I did um, have a little bit of a preference. We were like, okay, we have our boy. We want to try for a girl. And so then it seemed like 99% of my family and friends were like, it's a girl, it's a girl, it's a girl. So well, people start saying that to let's you. See, let's see, let's do the, the gender oh, reveal boy. here. Yeah, there it is. There's you and TJ. Yeah, it's definitely, if you feel all the nerves, every single... Yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> I had no clue. And surprise! Oh, there you go. <laughs> we got blasted with a fire extinguisher just to make sure we didn't do any forest fires, you know. And um, <laughs> I was definitely shocked. I think, like I said, people put it into your head so you're like, oh my God, maybe, you know, everybody's thinking this. Maybe it's true, but then I'm like, maybe everyone's thinking this and they're going to jinx us and we're going to have the opposite of what everybody's saying. So, Well, it is what it is. I don't think what anybody says has changed any, what it actually yeah, is. Right. So. No, it, I am almost 19 weeks and they gave me that paper and knew the gender at 12 weeks. So I was like, I, this seems too early. I don't want to know yet. And then the last week I was like, okay, <laughs> I feel like I'm waiting too long. I'm ready to know. So, so um, you're going to pick out names now? Yes, of course, you Have know. You? Yeah, I've had some Is that names. A secret? I yes, I, you know, I like to keep everything a secret when it came to this baby in general. So I was like, all right, you know, we know I'm having a baby. We know that it's a baby boy that I'm having, so I'm keeping on track with that boy mom life and uh now I just have to surprise everybody with the name eventually. Paul, what is your hot take on a gender reveal? Well, first and foremost, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I, it's one of those things I feel like I go back and forth on it a little bit. Uh -huh. I don't know. I, if I ever get to that point, if I'm lucky enough, like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. Oh, honestly. God. It helped yeah. with the prep. Right. I know, no, I, I know, but like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have a problem, I don't think, one way or another. 
There's not many surprises, genuine surprises that one has in their life, I don't think. And it takes, in my mind, a very patient, special type of person to wait until the birth. I commend the people that do that. But me being the planner, plus my husband being the OCD, wanting to get everything done, I don't think I could have. I probably maybe could have, but I don't think I could have waited because I want to get the I, room done. I want to get some right. clothes. Pink I want to blue, whatever you want. I, th- I think it's like what you said. It's a personal thing. I think you got to do whatever one you're good with, whatever your preference, one whatever you're you'll be happiest with, right? Right. Like at the end of the day, it's <laughs> it's your right life event, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. anybody else's. I think you got to do whatever makes you happy in that sense. So you'd be surprised at the. Right. The extremes of people thinking gender reveals are the most ridiculous thing ever to people loving I, them. I do think, like, I like what yours was. Like, I thought it was very, like, good. I think there are some that are just, like, extreme in nature. Like, I've seen some where, and, like, I'm a car guy, but, like, if you're doing, like, donuts to reveal yeah. and yeah. end up being, hitting some other car in the process, like, what are you doing? But, yes, I like, definitely, There yeah. are certain things, like, in that sense where it's, like, very extreme, but, like, I, I loved yours. It was very like simple in that sense where it was just like but also still me i felt like yeah i mean the celebratory nature of it and everything Mm was aced i needed a little something people like do like tic-tac-toe boards now people do like pop a balloon but i felt like it doesn't have that much oomph for me i needed just a little bit more so we got sprayed pretty much in the face with a fire extinguisher Mm -hmm. people always talk about you're going to set a forest fire. How dare you do that? Smokey you know. the Bear is happy for your service. Yeah, I was like, listen, <laughs> I used a fire extinguisher, so it's kind of ironic in that sense. But uh, it was a definitely fun. I think with the day. first one, you don't really hope one way or another. Um, but let's say that you have two boys and you're on your third, then you're, then you're oh, pulling geez. for a girl. Then you might feel a little disappointed, you know, but... Whatever, it all is what it is. Nothing you can do about it. No, it's exciting. I'm very excited to move forward. I'm very excited to get the nursery done, start picking out cute clothes. And it's just hilarious. My family has quickly switched from a family of all girls, like even all the cousins. We only had like two male cousins, and now we are switching to all boys. My cousin's currently in labor right now with a boy. One of my other best friends just found out she's currently having a boy. right now in Buffalo, right? No, she is up in Long Island oh, area. Okay. Now so say, yeah, earthquake. Uh, that, oh, that would, that be, would a be a good story, right? <laughs> You're born on the day of an earthquake. Yeah, that would be awesome. But you know, we're team boy over here now, so moving on to the next step very exciting well congratulations thanks jim i'm excited finger lakes one boy baby coming at (laughs) you so that's going to do it for this edition of finger lakes today we'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m until then keep up with the latest local news weather and sports (laughs) information on our homepage or our free android or iphone app for sydney racka and her son who's up here with us um i'm jim sinecropi have a great monday